0: One of the most amazing people that had ever lived during my lifetime, I would have to say, was Pope John Paul II. He was our pope during 1978 through 2005. Pope John Paul issued the apostolic letter Ordinati Sacra Dautilus, 1994, officially declared the Catholic Church has no power to ordain women, was not ex-cathedra, papal statement, but part of ordinary magisterium. Thus, according to the Prefect for Sacred Congregation for the Doctrine of Faith, the teaching is infallible. Papal encyclicals are letters addressed to the world on contemporary issues and concerns. John Paul II wrote Laborum Exerens, 1981, on human work. Veritas Splendor, 1993, on natural moral law. Evangelicum Vitae, 1995, on dignity, sanctity, inviolability of human life and things that threaten it. Abortion, euthanasia. Death Penalty, and Fidus et Ratio, 1998, on Compatibility of Faith and Reason. John Paul II, letter, Pastoris, Dabo Votis, I will give you shepherds, reminded Catholic priests that although they have no wife nor children of their own, they are not alone, they do have a spouse the church. A priest is to treat the people of his parish, and every member of the church, for that matter, as his beloved bride. The parishioners aren't to be treated as stockholders, employers, employees, servants, customers or clients, they are to be treated as beloved spouse. The priest marries the church because the church is confined and considered the bride of Christ, and the priest is considered another Christ by virtue of the Sacrament of Holy Orders. So the priest must love the church as Christ loves the church. It's a spousal relationship and a covenant of love. When John Paul II was in his last months of life suffering from Parkinson's disease. He had issued a statement that the terminally ill must always be given at last. Hydration, water, nutrition, food, and normal care, clean clothes, bathing, and shelter. All ordinary means to sustain life and treat disease or injury are to be done while extraordinary means can be withheld. The only exception is a person whose digestive system has shut down. The use of a feeding tube would be redundant because the stomach is no longer working and is therefore unable to absorb food or drink. Otherwise, ordinary procedures like performing an emergency tracheotomy or inserting a feeding tube into the stomach ought to be done to any and all sick persons, whether terminally ill or not. If these are not done, and the person starves to death or dies of asphyxiation, it is considered euthanasia. Those directly involved may be guilty of the sin of murder or neglect, homicide, even if the state never presses charges against them. Pope John Paul II said in his letter Familiaris Consortio 1981 individuals born into a family may more easily see their membership in the family of faith known as the church. Baptism makes a child of God. We belong to God's family being able to call him father and seeing Jesus as our brother, human sin and weakness have entered into the equation. And innocent victims, namely children, suffer when families are divided due to broken marriages. Tragedies like death, illness, abuse, abandonment inflict harm on families and family members. <clears throat> All the more reason Pope John the Paul II said, people need the spiritual family of the Church to sustain them when even their own natural family falls short. John Paul II added on the Mysteries of Light, known as the Luminous Mysteries, in 2002. He reminded us so beautifully to pray the Rosary and recall those Mysteries of Light on every Thursday and during the season of Advent. And those five mysteries are the baptism in the Jordan, the wedding feast at Cana, preaching the coming of the kingdom of God, the transfiguration, and the institution of the Holy Eucharist. The Immaculate Conception preserved Mary from uh, original sin, so Mary would have also been free from consequences of sin as well namely physical death, the separation of body and soul. The Eastern Church uses the term dormition, which means falling asleep, rather than death to describe what happened to her before the Assumption. But because she joined her sons in suffering on the cross, Pope John Paul II said that the logical conclusion is that she also willingly followed him through her own death as well. John Paul II chose to celebrate all beatification masses himself, either in Rome or in the city where the newly beatified was buried. Mother Teresa died on September 5, 1997, the same day of Princess Diana's funeral. Six years later, John Paul II beatified Mother Teresa. On October 19, 2003, more than 300,000 pilgrims were in attendance at St. Peter's Square in Rome. John Paul II was the 264th Pope, the first non-Italian Pope in over 450 years. He was born on May 18, uh, to May 18 1920, in Wadowice, Poland. He was son of Karol Wojtyla and Emilia Kazurkowska. His mother died when he was only nine years old. His brother Edmund died in 1932 and his father died in 1941, a non-commissioned army officer. The Nazi invasion occupied Poland in 1939, forcing him to work at a stone quarry from 1940 to 1944. Then he worked at a chemical factory to prevent deportation to Germany. In 1942, he felt called to the priesthood and joined the seminary of Adam Stefan Cardinal Saphilia, Safi- mm-hmm. Archbishop of Krakow. He was ordained in November 1, 1946, as a priest and sent to Rome. He earned his doctorate in theology from the Dominican Seminary of the Angelicum in 1948. He wrote 84 encyclicals. He beatified 1,338 people. He canonized 482 saints, created 232 cardinals, and he's the third longest reign as pope for 26 years, 5 months, and 17 days. Pius IX was 31 years as pope, and Saint Peter was 34 plus years. John Paul II's funeral was attended by 4 kings, 5 queens, 70 presidents, and prime ministers, 14 leaders of other religions, 157 cardinals, 700 bishops, 3,000 priests, 3 million deacons, religious sisters, and brothers and laity. He was beatified by Pope Benedict XVI on May 1, 2011, the feast day of divine mercy. 1.5 to 2 million people attended his outdoor mass. So this is the great John Paul II and my special tribute to him And he was and is a remarkable saint for us to imitate. He gave us so many truths to reflect upon and to apply to our life. And we should take it seriously. And thank God for John Paul II for the life of devotion that he gave us a saint in our lifetime. Just like Mother Teresa of Calcutta. These were men and women who devoted their life to Jesus every single day. They did small things in big ways for Christ. And we need to do the same. I'll never forget one year um, Mother Teresa John Paul II, and then President Ronald Reagan all met for a confidential meeting in Miami at the Vizcaya Gardens. And I thought, three of my most favorite people in my lifetime. But John Paul really stands out as being someone I greatly admire. And I love sharing his life story with you. And I hope that you enjoyed it as well.